0: Welcome to another message from Bridge Assembly, located at 725 Granite Avenue in Helena, Montana. For more information on Bridge, go to our website at bridgehelena.com. It is our prayer that this message will help you to connect with God, connect with others, and connect others with God. talk about it we believe it but how often do we actually do it Jesus we proclaim your name this morning Lord God within these walls of this building within these walls of this sanctuary within the walls of our heart Lord God we proclaim the name of Jesus father we exalt you you are the master creator of all things and the pinnacle of your creation is us So how can we not proclaim the name of our Savior, of our King, of our Lord? Jesus, be so exalted today with everything within us, Lord God. Help us to to, uh, put aside everything else. Maybe maybe things that we walked in with today, some of the junk or the worries or the ambitions or the excitement that we have um, that is... Potentially outside of you, Lord God, help us to, to just set that aside and focus solely and completely upon you. Because, Lord God, I believe when we focus upon you, you speak in a way that each one of us can hear. But, Lord God, that's up to our own ears. Help us to, to, to turn our hearing aids up when it comes to you and the Holy Spirit. Lord, every time that we walk in, you walk in with us Lord God you are within us Lord we are the temple of the Holy Spirit so if we are here Lord God so are you where two or three are gathered absolutely there's more than two or three of us here so we don't have to try to invite you in or anything like that Lord God you're with us because you're in us Lord God help us not to lose sight of that but help us to grab hold of that and Lord God boldly Take that into the streets, take it into the crowds, take it into this dark world. Lord God, when we have you as our Lord and Savior and we have um, a mended relationship between us and the Father, Lord God, there's nowhere that we can go that you are not with us. Lord God, help us to start acting like that. Help us to start speaking like that. Lord, be glorified today in this place with every word spoken, saying, with every action, with every feeling. Lord, God, so many broken people. We walk in here broken most of the time. Lord, God, let this be a time of healing and restoration as we come together as a body and place the priorities where they need to be. You are our number one priority. We pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone, shout it out. Amen. Thank you, Lord. How are you guys doing today? Good, I'm glad. Seems like I haven't seen some of you since last year. That was a little joke. Come on, guys. guys. Kids, you guys can be dismissed. Children's. What is with this stand today? All right. Announcements. we got a few announcements here. Um, A late announcement that did not make the bulletin because I wasn't sure how it was going to look. It didn't make the normal email on Thursday, but you should have got a second announcement email on Thursday. We are going to be doing a 60-minute prayer on Friday, January 13th. That is, that's a week from today, from 6 to 7. Um, we're going to call it a because the what? Huh? Everybody's talking at once. Not a week from today, a week from Friday, of course. Don't listen to what I say. I mean, why? Okay, why would you guys start listening to what I say now? When, when during the message you tune out. Come on, guys! A week from Friday. It's a week from Friday. Um, no, it's this coming Friday. It's a week from past Friday. 60 minutes of prayer. We're going to gather together here, um, and we're going to pray from six to seven. So here's what I'm asking, if you guys want to have conversations or anything like that, get here at a quarter till six, because at six o'clock we're starting to pray. So get your conversating done, get all of that done, be here at six. We will intensely pray from six to seven. We're going to just start up the new year in prayer. We're going to spread out. We're going to pray throughout the building. We're going to do a little house cleaning in case there's... Junk here that needs to be dealt with. We're going to pray for our community. If it's nice enough, I want to hit outside parking lot and things like that as well. But let's start. Let's start the year out in in an appropriate way, in a right way. Amen. So six o'clock, sixty minutes. That's all we're asking. Jesus. Jesus once said something like that. Could you not pray sixty minutes? Could you not just pray an hour? And is that really? Too much to ask? I don't think so. So please join us here. But like I said, we start at 6. And it's not going to be a, hey, everybody come in and and sit down, and pastor's going to get up and say some words and start us out and then release us and all that. At 6 o'clock, we get in here, we spread out through the building, wherever the Holy Spirit leads you, and you start praying. We're mature Christians here. Um... We don't have to have a little carrot on a stick or anything. We can come in and hit it hard. Amen? All right. And then let me see if I can mess this announcement up as well. West of 50s, January 22nd, they're going to meet right after service. It's going to be soup and salad right after service. Um, Sign up in the foyer. If you're under 50, bring a fake ID. They'll let you in anyway. No. but the west of 50s, it's always a great thing. And then if, if you don't make that, or you don't fall within those age requirements, or whatever, the next week is our last Sundays, too. So we'll be having our, our monthly potluck um, the last Sunday of the month. Uh, it, in your bulletin, just look at your bulletin. You'll, 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 uh, you'll see all of that, what to bring. It's, all, it's right after service, always a great thing. Great fellowship. You guys like the last Sundays? I do. Good food, mostly good conversation. No, it's always good conversation and everything. And then one final announcement is the uh, Montana State March for Life. Um, woo! Capitol Rotunda. That's indoors. So um, this Friday, this coming Friday, not a week from today. But this coming Friday the 13th, during the day from 1130 to 1, um, it's kind of the, the march for life. It's, it's a great thing. Um, come out and just, some of that is, is sometimes God just asks us to show up, right? So we come out and we show up, and that is how we, we show support um, for those things that um, matter to us. So 1130 to 1, there'll be speakers, kind of a rally thing. Um, should be a great time. It's always good. The guy that's closing in prayer, I don't know quite about him. He might be a little... Mm, um, I'm closing in prayer, so... Um, I asked Jamie, I said, who's going to be there so I know if I need to behave myself or not? Like, is the governor... Oh, well, the sheriff's probably going to be there. Okay, I'll try to behave myself. But uh, But come on out. It's a great thing. Again, sometimes... We show our support by showing up. Um, So please do that Friday, January 13th, 1130 to 1, Capitol Rotunda. And then that same day, from 6 to 7 here, 60 minutes of prayer, right? Now we got that clear as mud. Um, Those are the announcements. There's a few more in the bulletin. Always consult your bulletin. It always helps out like that. Giving. Four ways to give, of course. Always four ways to give. We're starting out a new year. Last week was the... Really, the the first day of the year was awesome. Um, But what a great time to say, hey, you know, this year I'm going to try this or that or whatever. Some people are saying, hey, I'm going to read through the entire Bible starting out. Um, Mel, um, we're starting out, so I'm going to try to read through the Bible. Maybe I'm going to try to read through the New Testament this year. Maybe I'm going to make giving a priority. This church is a giving church. It's awesome. It's amazing. The amount of things that we do for our size it's just super great, but I would encourage you to either continue in this mindset. If you've given before, if that's a part of your life, you know the, the how amazing that truly is. If you never have, I would encourage you to try it. You can do it online at Bridge Helena. You can text at giving boxes, mail. Um, our app takes you right into the online giving portion of that. It's all good stuff. And then Mel wanted me to tell everybody that the poinsettias that are on that table either need to go home with you, or they'll go in the dumpster. We don't want those to go to waste, right? I don't care either way, um, <laughs> honestly. But but if you like poinsettias and stuff, like grab one, take it home, nurture it, water it, feed it. They're temperamental, all of those good things, but please, please do that. All let right, right, let's, let's go Get into the message. Um, yeah, we got an interesting title and graphic today. Let's find out what that all is is all about. Let's pray before we get rolling here. Father, once again, Lord God, it's a pleasure and it's an honor and it's a a privilege to be in your house this morning. There's so many other things that we could be doing. So many other things that are that are trying to, to pull us away, giving us opportunity to not be here on a Sunday morning, but Lord God, we, we've we made it a commitment, and we, we come in here not out of tradition, but out of a longing to corporately worship you and to, to sit in here and hear the word spoken and to be challenged, to be convicted, to be changed, Lord God. We so desire change on Sunday morning, and Lord God, that flows out to the rest of our week. So Lord God, don't allow any, any dams to be put up. Allow today, this morning, to flow out to the rest of our week. Lord God, we bless your holy name, Lord God. We, we crave the name of Jesus in each one of our lives. Holy Spirit, Lord, Holy Spirit, just speak to us and allow us to hear it. Lord God, help us to align ourselves Lord, so many of us have earplugs in, and we put blinders up. Help us to throw those on the floor and kick those under the chair so that we can be tuned into You. And Holy Spirit, I ask that I speak what You have for me to speak. Nothing more and nothing less. So if it's anything that is not of You, shut my mouth. And like always, I pray that nobody leaves this building today the same way that they came in. Whatever whatever they brought in, whatever... um, heaviness or worries or or even um, an indecision whatever came in with them Lord God speak so that we can hear be conformed a little bit more like your son and glorify your holy name we pray this in the mighty name of Jesus once again everybody shouted out amen. amen all right so before we get into today's message, I want to mention last week's message real quickly here. I guess my biggest question coming out of last Sunday would be how many of you guys had tacos sometime last week? If you were here, you know what I'm talking about, right? We've talked a lot about tacos, and and that's always a a good thing. If you were not here last week for that message, and you haven't gotten online yet to to watch it or listen to it, I would strongly suggest that you do so. We hit on four questions that are a great way, really, to start out the year. Do you guys remember those questions? They're pretty easy those questions are, what can I learn about God? What can I learn about others? What can I learn about myself? And what can I learn about this world? Simple questions that, that really do have some profound answers. They're so easy to ask those questions. And and uh, asking the question is one thing. Following through with that question is quite Another. What can I learn about God? That's a massive question, but if we start asking that question, God begins to reveal more and more about himself, as well as any of these other questions, asking about others. It's a good thing. It's good to know about others, right? Maybe it's people that are close to you that you know relatively well. Maybe it's a group of people that you don't know much about, and you're simply asking, God, show me about those other people. Asking about myself, that can be a challenge, can it? Because a lot of times we think it's a negative answer, so we're afraid to ask that question. But God wants to reveal to you how he sees you, his creation. And maybe he'll say, hey, there's some jagged ad- edges around here that we need to knock off. But the big picture here is, is God's always going to, to help you. He is going to um, give you those things and those tools, but he's also going to love you in a way that, that is really like no other. We can't even comprehend it. And, of course, it's important to ask about this world. Through the premise, the, the eyes of God, through the holy spirit's teaching we need to learn more about this world because my goodness if you knew everything there was to know about this world one week ago there would be a whole lot more to learn today that's how fast this world is changing so as christians we need to keep up on that we need to be understanding that we are in this world we are in this world we may not be of this world we are in this world, and we need to know where we're at and what is going on. So like I said, very simple questions, but the answers can be very huge. Anybody in here asking those questions in your prayer time yet at all? Oh, lots of hands. Not. No, that's not something. Yeah, I have, I have. Don't worry, I'm not going to ask. What, what's God showing you in that? Because that uh, opens up a whole lot of things. Please ask these questions, and I say that because it will help you. And I would say that the next few messages that we're going to be going into on Sunday mornings are going to all somewhat relate to these questions. And we're starting off a new year here, and we want to start out the new year with the intent of, of moving deeper into our relationship with Christ, right? I think everybody desires that a, a deeper relationship even if you don't know much about Jesus we know that Jesus is very relational and he wants that relationship so so anything where we move closer and deeper is a good thing as well as we want to be seeking to to grow in our faith in a more complete way right complete is a is an important word here and isn't that what we should all be desiring right to grow in a more complete way in our faith i don't think any of us are completely content in our faith right anybody in here completely content in their faith and i say this because i don't believe that we are wired by god to ever get content in where we are right i think i think it's built into our dna to always ask seek, and knock, and to keep on asking, and seeking, and knocking. So no matter how much you know about God, no matter how close your relationship with Jesus is, no matter how much the Holy Spirit is working in your life, we never get content in that because God always, He always wants to do more. And this is where the growth occurs. And revelation is experience, but we have to seek that, don't we? The -the bump-on-the-log Christian that comes to church every Sunday and says, Oh, Lord, give it to me in this amount of time. And then they walk out, and they put no other effort into that. You know, it it was always a joke in high school to to learn through osmosis, and I so wish that was a thing where we could take our... Our biology textbook, and stick it under our pillow and go to sleep. And then we would absorb that stuff. How amazing would that be? I would love that. It'd be like, instead of getting D's, I'd probably get C's. Oh man, my mom would have been so proud. But it doesn't work that way. So, so faith by osmosis doesn't work that well either. Most everybody has a Bible. Most everybody who lives in America has a Bible, right? It's just something it's handed down. It's maybe somebody gave us one. And and we think if we have that Bible on our shelf, that through us most that makes us a Christian, though we never opened that Bible. Doesn't work that way. In addition, we can do things like, oh wow, you know, that person, boy, they're they're really spiritual. They're, their relationship with Jesus is, is amazing. If I just hang out with them, right, my faith will be strengthened as well. In some ways, yes, but you have to put effort into that. And then, of course, there's the family lineage thing. Well, my grandma, he went to church, so by default I'm a Christian as well, right? Now that's that osmosis thing that we need to, 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 to be careful of. So we need to be seeking, we need to be asking, we need to be knocking in order that our faith begins to grow and that revelation continues to be experienced. Every time we read the Word, we're going to get some revelation out of it, right? If our heart is correct and we have a desire to allow the Holy Spirit to work in us, we have to have those things. And that never stops. That's the amazing thing about the Word of God. We will always grab hold of some revelation if we desire, and that experience is is awesome. So despite where you are right now, God has greater things waiting for each one of us. You guys believe it? I believe God has greater things waiting for each one of us as well as this church. See, these four questions help us gain really a better understanding of where we are right now, where God wants us to be, and the process that we get to experience along the way. And that process is always an, an amazing thing. How, how exciting! to live a faith-filled life in Jesus Christ. I don't care what the rest of the world is doing right now. The things that we are doing, coming together, worshiping, um, sitting here, talking about Jesus, looking at Scripture, that is exciting. That's exciting to me because that's exciting because it has an eternal effect. right? Go bungee jumping? That's a temporary effect. Depending on the health of that bungee cord, it could be a very temporary effect. But the things that we do in here, Scripture, prayer, fellowship, in the name of Jesus, interaction with the Holy Spirit, that's, that's an eternal excitement. And that really brings us to our message today. The missing link. Love it. Love it. What do you guys think of when I say missing link? Big hairy guy? Well, that doesn't narrow it down. we got a lot of big, hairy guys in here. This is Montana, after all. Many might think of some kind of a knuckle-dragging caveman that is the missing component. It's the missing component in this evolution of man from monkeys, right? It's the missing. If we could only find the missing link, the whole evolutionary process would make sense and be proven correct, right? So we we talk about the missing link, and it, that's one of those great things where where some people over here are like, "Oh no, it's all true. We just we just don't have the proof yet, right?" And and things like that. Um, in reality, there's not a missing link here, but rather the whole evolutionary process is absent, right? And that's what we believe and. We can look in the Bible and, and, and really the world nature itself, space, us, we attest to that. The phrase, however, the phrase missing link can, can be of value in, in terms of our faith, I think. And that's really where we're going to go to today. Too often we make the mistake of equating our faith as, as a somewhat a compartmentalized package. That we that we carry around, right? This is my faith, right here in in this box, right here. This is my faith box, and in this box we can put our God or our gods. You know, we can. Oh, yep, I like I like that. I'm gonna I'm gonna put that in my faith box. Oh, yeah, that that new preacher on TV. He said some things that I really like, so I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna put that in our faith box right here. Um, what we put in here is our, our belief system or our religion. We We put the morals and the ethics that we may or may not adhere to. Like we like to say we adhere to them, but a lot of times we don't adhere to them. And then we also put a little button in here. And that's the button that we hit when when tragedy happens or life gets really hard. That's in my faith box, right? And oddly enough, I think we're seeing that play out right now. Monday night football, we we saw a tragedy, right? A a young, a a rookie player, 24-year-old I think, and and he was out playing and he goes into cardiac arrest, and for nine minutes the, the, the trainers and the EMTs rush out there and they give him CPR for nine minutes. His heart wasn't working they had to defibrillate him several times. They get him in the ambulance. They take him to the medical center. And, and, and it was so traumatic that they didn't even keep playing. This happened in the first quarter. It had been a very important game that has playoff implications, yet, yet none of the players wanted to keep going. The coaches said, no, we can't keep going. And, and you saw pictures at that moment and how many players were... We're praying, and then throughout the rest of that week, even to today, it's it's prayers for demar, and and the whole world is praying. And, and if you saw on ESPN, there was a, a a broadcaster. It's it's great if you haven't seen it, look it up. And and uh, and he was talking, and he said, "There's a lot of people out of Buffalo, you know, around this country that are saying thoughts and prayers." He said, "Maybe that's not enough." And he, ESPN, he he prayed right there live on ESPN, right? But I wonder how much of that will last. How much of that is going to keep... We saw it after 9-11, didn't we? Churches were full after 9-11. Tragedy occurred. People slocked to church. They hit the panic button in their faith box, and all of a sudden, prayer was okay. You guys remember Tim Tebow? Remember the ridicule he got? when he would play for the Broncos, that's enough ridicule as it is. But playing for the Broncos, and and if he scored or anything, he would kneel down and he would give glory to God, he would pray, he would pray before the game, he would pray after the game. He got ridiculed for that. You know why? Because everything was just fine and hunky-dory everywhere else. But all of a sudden now prayer is not only accepted, but encouraged by the likes of the NFL. It's a faith box. I hate to say it. What is happening is amazing. All glory to God, absolutely. But how many people have opened up their fate box and hit the tragic button? Because we gotta we gotta pray now. We gotta get to church now. We gotta pray for this specific player. Then something else happens. we have all this stuff in here? We have our, our God or our gods, our belief system, our religion, our morals and our ethics. And we have our panic button. And then we take this faith box right here. And you know what we do with it? We place it on the shelf with all our other boxes that we have. Because we all have a whole lot of boxes. Boxes like family. Maybe we put it close to our family box, right? So the osmosis can occur, right? I don't really want to talk to anybody about Jesus, but my family and friends can can absorb it because my faith box is right there. And, and we have our hobby box. Sometimes our hobby box is quite large, right? That's where we have all our hobbies and we put a lot of money and up a lot of time into our hobby box. And of course, we have our, our past experience box, right? And that can have good things and negative things. And maybe we have a box with our ambitions or our goals in life. That's a good box to have. And, and our box of worries. We have our box of worries. Oh, and then there's a hurt box. There's a hurt box in there, and that's, that's usually the one with the, the lock on it, right? We keep that one all locked up. But, but now, all of a sudden, our idea, our mindset of faith, is that of our elf It's sitting there, and it's a great thing. It's all neat, and it's organized. But what if faith in Christ demands something much bigger than just a place on your shelf with all the other boxes? Could it be that the problem here is that our thinking is just a bit skewed? That we need to understand and think about our faith in terms of a process, not a box, and the experiences that God links together in our life with Him. That's what our faith journey is all about. And that process starts when we submit to Christ and become a born-again believer, a disciple, a follower of Christ. See, Christ is always on the move. Christ is always on the move. How can we relegate everything to a stationary box? So we come to Christ, we're born again, we begin this relationship with Him. And immediately we embark on this process, sometimes called our walk, right? We hear that. Hey, hey, how's your Christian walk? Not how's your Christian box? And at that point, we begin to experience God in our life. So we could think of it like this, I think. Our walk. Or the process of our faith, is, it's very much like a chain, isn't it? Each link of this chain is tied to an experience with God. right? That's your faith, right? This faith, this is the process, this is our, our process, this is our chain all linked together, but what makes up the links? Every one of those little experiences that we have with God. See, it's not like a rope. Because this rope has a defined beginning and an end. There's a cut here, right? And I know what you're saying. Can't you just tie rope together and make it longer? You can do that. But look at how ugly that is. That's a weak point. That's something very different than a chain. We don't have a... The process is is much less like a rope and, and much more like a chain. And it just so happens that when I have a new experience, what I do is I add that new link and my chain gets longer. And then maybe I have a series of new experiences. And, and look at how long my, my chain is getting. And then something else comes along. And, and these aren't always, they don't necessarily have to be just positive experiences, right? Sometimes they're hurt. That we see God work in. Sometimes they're they're troubling times, tribulations, and we rely upon God. And and within that, that's a faith experience. So, oh, look! I just added another link in my faith chain. I just I just added another God experience in in my process or my walk. And oh oh, I went to church today, and I got to worship with people, and I got to pray. And, and I got to hear testimonies. And, and, and God, man, I really felt God on, on Sunday morning. And and here's another link that gets added to my chain. Some of you guys in here are dragging a lot of chain. And that's awesome. Because your God experiences are that much. And and some of you, you're newer. And, and you just have a few links in that chain. What we want to be careful of is trying to put all We can't ever put God in a box. So that's a a, a horrible statement. But what we can do is we can put ourselves in a box. We can try to put our faith in a box where we, we no longer are seeking or experiencing God in a way that adds to our walk or our faith journey. There is no box that can contain the process of faith because our God experiences can never be contained, or at least they're not meant to be contained. Really the only determining factor here is us and our appetite for God experiences in our life. How many of you guys have an appetite for God experiences in your life? Man, I do. I want to wake up every morning and be like, okay, God, what's going to happen today? How am I going to experience you today in a new way? How am I going to experience you in an old way? How am I going to experience you in a way that I desperately need? And if I'm humble and I open myself up to that God, God says, "Let's go. Let's add some links today. Let's put a link in that chain. Let's put a few links in that chain today." And it just so happens that some of those God experiences involve time and they involve effort and involvement, and conviction, and revelation, and hurt, and healing. Things that we sometimes tend to avoid. And it is this very avoidance in our life that can cause a missing link. So we look back at our faith journey. And though those, the, the chain is connected, it's all connected. It's a solid Man, it's way solid. It's good, man. I could do whatever I need with this chain because this chain is strong and it will hold up. But then I wonder how many links are missing. How many pieces of that chain are, are not in there that maybe God intended to be in there. How many of you in here today believe God's desire in our life is that we are complete? You guys believe that? Look at Philippians one six. I am convinced and confident of this very thing that he who, he who has begun a good work in you will continue to perfect and complete it until the day of Christ Jesus, the time of his return. See, that sounds like a process to me, right? That's, that's an ongoing process. The process that sees its finish line at the time we step into glory and are raptured, or raptured by the Lord, right? The time that we are in God's presence, kind of the end of the age, that's when this process ends. And Paul understood that his faith was a process that was very much linked together with God's experiences. And he chose to live his life despite the circumstances with this mindset. Look at 2 Timothy 4 seven and eight. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day and not only to me, but also to all who have loved his appearing. We are in a process looking forward not stagnant not looking back. We are in a process pushing forward adding links to our chain on a day to day basis God experiences revelations in Insight that he so longingly desires us to know. But let's take a look at some of the ways a missing link might occur in our faith. In your Bibles, turn with me to chap- Matthew chapter 19, and in this we're going to see the account of, of of who is known as the rich young ruler. Matthew 19:16 through 22. Follow along with me and behold a man came up to him saying teacher what good deeds must i do to have eternal life and he said to him why do you ask me about what is good there is only one who is good if you would if if you would enter life keep the commandments he said to him which ones and jesus said you shall not murder you shall not commit adultery you shall not steal you shall not bear false witness honor your father and mother, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The young man said to him, All of these I have kept. What do I still lack? And Jesus said to him, If you would be perfect, go sell what your possessions possessions and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And come, follow me. When the young man heard this, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. We're going to look at the first missing link. It's the missing link of agendas, wants, and desires, isn't it? One of those things that's going to cause a missing link in our our process, in our faith journey. This is an interesting account in Scripture because it's just right there. We see it, we hear it, we understand it, we kind of know what's going on, but then we never see the rich young ruler again in Scripture. We know this young man had a desire to follow Jesus and have eternal life with Him. To have those God experiences and to live a faith-filled life. He, he had that desire and would have never approached Jesus. Now understand that after the crucifixion, the blood of Christ, salvation itself was 100% available to this young man, right? We need, to, we need to understand that. But the tragedy of this story is that when, when he came face to face with Jesus, he was, he was unable to fully commit himself to Christ. The missing link in our faith process is not a salvation issue. The missing link is an issue of missing out on those God experiences He so greatly wants us to have. And He so greatly wants us to have so many. This account can be relatable to us because we can and often do create a missing link due to our agendas, our wants, and our desires. Let's look at another way that we may cause a missing link in the process, in our faith, in our walk. Mark 6, 1 through 5. He went away from there and came to his hometown, and his disciples followed him. And on the Sabbath he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things? What is the wisdom given to him? How are such mighty works done by his hands? Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Hoseus, whatever that is, and Judas and Simon, and are not his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. And Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his hometown and among his relatives and in his own household. And he could do no mighty work there, except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. We're going to call this the missing link of unbelief. The missing link of unbelief. How often in our own lives have we missed out on a God experience because of unbelief? Maybe I could word it like this. How often in our own lives have we Missed out on a God experience because of our lack of trust. Did did, did God really just say that to me? Does does, does God really want me to do that? Will God really provide or equip or protect me in this situation? Will God really? Well, you you guys can fill in that blank. We read an account like this, and and really it's hard to comprehend how these people questioned who Jesus was. How did they not know who Jesus was? Yet every time the Holy Spirit nudges us by ignoring or debating or denying, aren't we doing the same thing? Aren't we doing the exact same thing? See, I I believe God wants to do miracles all the time. When we create a missing link because of unbelief, that miracle gets delayed because of, mm, let's say it nicely, our lack of participation. Right? These hitting home at all? Starting to realize how many links are probably missing in our chain because of these things? Well, don't worry, there's more. Here's another way to cause a missing link. And and unfortunately, it's a real, real, real common one. Luke 10, 38 and 42. Now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. which will not be taken away from her. Let's call this the missing link of distraction. Ooh, yeah, that was a oof. So, so, so very relatable here. See, too often we get busy doing good things that we miss out on God things. Things are never... A substitute for God things in our faith. However, God things will always include good things, right? It's an issue of priority. Mary's priority was spending time with Jesus, and in so doing, added a God experience to her life and her faith, one that she would never surrender or give up. It was impactful. It was huge to her, like every God experience is to us. Martha's priority was serving. Now, don't misunderstand here, because serving is a wonderful attribute of being a Christian. However, service can never and should never come at the expense of spending time in the presence of our Lord. We must guard against allowing those missing links that are caused by busyness. Don't allow serving to crowd out worship. Good rule right there, right? Don't allow serving to crowd out worship. Because if we take care of the right things first, worship, then God says some amazing things when it comes to serving. There are some days, man, I I just got a full schedule. Man, it's busy. There's a bunch of busyness. And I like just to get to it and get stuff done, man. I just, that's why tomorrow morning I will be rocking and rolling on next Sunday's message I am I man it right now I'm going through hey what's next week gonna look like I like it that's how God does things with me there's some people they love the Saturday night special right what you speaking on this this Sunday I don't know I haven't written it yet uh it's five o'clock Sunday Saturday afternoon I got time not me I don't go like that. It's like God, he can speak to me in the beginning of the week as well as the end of the week. I choose the beginning. But sometimes I get really busy and there's just all sorts of other things. Man, i got to meet with people. i got to do this. i got to get an agenda out. I've got to write these emails. There's just stuff that I have to do. But a funny thing happens is when I put prayer and worship before that, somehow God makes everything else more efficient. I'm done early. Wait, how can I be done early? I had all that to do. I don't know how God does it with our finances too, right? We don't understand it. But when we put the priorities where the priorities need to be, everything works out really, really well. So don't allow serving to crowd out your worship. And this one hits it hits pretty hard for some of us. I'm not going to name any names this morning. But I could. But I'm not gonna, but it hits hard because serving, man. I just want to serve, I just want to serve, start out by serving the one that needs to be served. Serve Jesus. Let's look at one more. We're gonna look at one more. And this this just might be the one that hits the hardest. It's it's a long text, so bear with me. Numbers 13, 25 through 33. At the end of the 40 days they returned from spying out the land, the promised land, right? And they came to Moses and Aaron and to all the congregation of the people of Israel in the wilderness of Paran and Kadesh. They brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land and told, and they told him, We came to the land to which you sent us. It flows with milk and honey and this is its fruit. Man, it's fruit. They had to carry it. It was grapes, man. It was humongous grapes. They were giant. The land was amazing. However, the people who dwelt in the land are strong, and the cities are fortified and very large. And besides, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the Negev, the Hittites, the Jebusites, And the Amorites dwell in the hill country, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the Jordan. But Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, let's go up at once and occupy it, for we are well able to overcome it. Then the men who had gone up with him said, we are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we are. So they they brought to the people of Israel a bad report of the land that they had spied out, saying, The land through which we have gone to spy it out is a land that devours its inhabitants, and all the people that we saw in it are of great height. And there we saw the Nephilim, the sons of Anak, who come from the Nephilim. And we seemed to ourselves like grasshoppers, and so we seemed them. This is the missing link of fear, right? Oh my goodness. For for these people, that was a huge missing link. They missed the promised land because of their lack of trust. They allowed their fear to overcome their faith. And God said, then this current generation will never enter into the promised land. Forty years later, none of them did except for Caleb and Jacob, the two spies that were like, man, let's go let's go get it now. If God said we can, we absolutely can. They were ready at that moment to add a humongous link into their faith chain, to have a massive God experience. But it was the rest of the people that were scared. They were fearful. How often... Do we miss out on a God experience because of fear? Even if I could say, it's only one. In my life, it was only one time. You know, that's still too much. We have created so many missing links in our faith chain because of our own fear. And we are most likely going to create more as long as we exist in this fallen world. That's inevitable. But it is my belief that we are, we are aware of those fears, then we can make better choices when we face those fears. That means doing a little... Self-evaluation in the presence of the Holy Spirit, right? Kind of to figure out where your fears are, what's the roots of those fears, what leads to those fears. We need to figure out what our fears are. Really be able to identify those right off the bat. Oh, why am I reacting like this? Oh, I've identified that fear. It's stemming out of that. And then we take all that to the Lord. Lord we say, Lord, help my faith. Help my faith process. I so desperately want to add more links. But this fear thing is crippling me. Makes it look more like the end of a rope when it comes to fear in my life. But Lord, Lord, help me with that. Help me to identify that. Help me to get over that. We can pray for boldness. And I believe God will bring us boldness. But that sometimes is a temporary thing. It's like, man, I'm going to put a band-aid right here and get you through this process, but that fear is still there. We need to confront that fear in the presence of the Holy Spirit to evaluate that and, and figure out what that is all about. And then we can begin to think differently, right? We can ask ourselves, is this fear greater than my faith and is it worth missing out on a God experience? Boy, when you put it like that, that's a whole different question, right? Is this fear greater than my faith? And is it worth missing out on a God experience? Because ultimately that's what happens when we allow fear to rear its ugly head. We have the potential to miss out on a God experience. And none of us in here want to miss out on that God experience. See, When we ask this question, it may not make Facing that fear disappear. But it may help you to understand facing that fear is worth it. Right? It's worth it. Bottom line here, you need to want to add every link available to the chain the Holy Spirit is instructing in your faith journey. You need to want to be adding those chains. We need to protect ourselves and, and guard ourselves because it's, it's natural to want to have a faith box, right? Every other false religion, it's all about a faith box, right? It's about that. But, but here Jesus comes along and, and Jesus said, throw that box away. I want to have a relationship with you. I want you to add these amazing God experiences to your, your faith chain. This process, let's walk this out together. God is a living God. He is, he is not a God that is absent from us. He is not a God that is, That is. Um, man, that's who he was, and now we're just in this perpetual chaos leading to the end of the age because God, God bowed out long ago. That's not it. It's every step of the way. Jesus is walking with us. Every step of the way, the Holy Spirit is counseling us and encouraging us and opening up an opportunity to have a God experience. See, it's these God experiences, really. That's what makes being a Christian so exciting. And we don't just... we seek Jesus, right? And out of that comes the God experience. So don't think I'm sitting up here saying, hey, seek the signs and wonders. Forget that garbage. Jesus addressed that. Man, don't seek that. Seek me. But when I seek Jesus, here comes a God experience. Here comes a God experience. I'm going to seek Jesus today. Well, how's that going to look? I have no idea. But I bet it's going to look like me having a God experience. And the chain gets longer and longer. Man, when we get to heaven, I want to take my big old chain. I want to be wrapped up in a chain. I want to be like, man, even though I'm in heaven. And there's like, I don't know if there's gravity in heaven or not. But I want the chain to be so big and so heavy, it's going to lay me down. I'm, I want to walk up to Jesus. And I want to say, hey Jesus, check out my chain. Look at, look at my faith chain. Look how long it is. Look how many links are in it. Here you go. And I want to give him my, my, my chain. I want to give that to Jesus. And he's going to say, well done, good and faithful servant. You were, man, you you craved it. You had an appetite. You wanted to have a relationship with me. And out of that, your faith chain kept growing. All of us have regrets in all parts of our life, even in our faith. And those regrets equate to missing link. And we can't. Necessarily change those missing links, right? But sometimes we can go back and repair some of that. Some of it's unforgiveness to others. Some of it's past mistakes. Some of it's wrongs that, that through the leading of the Holy Spirit we can go and address those things. And I believe those, those though they may not become, um, maybe the missing link went between those two, it, it doesn't magically appear, but on the end, because I went back, Sometimes that link is even better. So we go through life and we have regrets. We have regrets in our faith. But I think what our desire and our goal and our ambition would be, would be to limit as many of those missing links for whatever reason, agendas, unbelief, busyness, fear. There's all sorts of them. I think we find... If we truly read the Bible in light of the idea of missing links and what's causing those, I think think the Holy Spirit begins to point a whole lot more examples of missing links out of the Scripture. So these God experiences, it makes Christianity so exciting. And you know what? It even makes it exciting even when those experiences come in the seemingly quiet small thing if you look back some of the greatest links in your God experience chain were in the quiet and the small things it's it's a it's a wonderful thing times like prayer right we're reading the scripture I love it when people come to me and they're so excited because they've read this scripture a hundred times but I just read it this morning and and, and look at this, I, it never dawned on me before. And that's, that's God saying, hey, I'm, I'm giving you fresh revelation out of this scripture you've read so many times, and, and that's a link in your chain. Or those small chance opportunities to shine the light and be the salt, right? There's times where you've, you've gotten in conversations and you've watched the Holy Spirit lead it and lead it and lead it, and all of a sudden you're talking about Jesus to this person who knows nothing about Jesus, and, and, and you know, man, those seeds are being planted, and God's watering those seeds, and you know in your heart that God is going to sprout that seed, and it's going to grow into great things, and you're just going, this is amazing, this was such a small chance opportunity, and, and, and that person walks away, and, and we truly believe that that person's never going to be the same. But you know what else? because of the link you just added in your chain, you're not going to be the same either. You can be weighed down a little bit more with that chain. And it's a wonderful chain to be weighed down with, right? Let's seek to continue to add links to our chain. Worship team, you guys want to come on out here. But I'm going to leave you with this. These are, these are Pastor Jason's words of wisdom right you ready for this don't be a bone-headed knuckle-dragger don't be a bone-headed knuckle-dragger your stubbornness quit pointing fingers ladies your stubbornness gets in the way that stubbornness creates missing links and sometimes we can beat ourselves up over this and say, man, I was in a situation and I completely missed it. I completely missed it. I just created a missing link in my faith chain. I'm a horrible person. The thing is, is how you react to that might be the very link that God is wanting to add into that faith chain. But let's all resolve in here. Brand new year, 2023. So don't be a knuckle-headed, a knuckle-headed knuckle-headed knuckle-dragger a knuckle-headed knuckle-dragger is what it is remember this there are no there are no missing links in God's plan for your life God's not incomplete and God doesn't design things that, that would uh, set you up for failure or anything like that. So so God's plan, you know, he, he knew us from before creation. He knew us in our mother's womb. He, he was like, man, I've got a, a chain for this person. Man, this chain is going to be amazing. It is a faith chain. It is just a fully stocked faith chain. And this person is going to seek me. And they're going to have a relationship with me. It's going to be amazing. And this person is going to continually... And bait links, they're going to put them in there, they're going to put them in there day to day to day, they're going to put those links in there. See, God's plan for us is complete, but because we're human, because we live in this fallen world, because we deal with things like pride and our own agendas, our wants, our desires, we, we, we struggle with unbelief, we're busy, we're busy. I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm too busy. And fear is a big factor. Though God's idea for our life is all of these links. Unfortunately, we're going to create missing links in our life. The great part, the great part is that every link that we add, God celebrates that with us. He gets so excited when we place that link and another link and another link and he he doesn't come back and he doesn't kick us when we're down because we, we screwed up and we missed a link there. He says, yeah, yeah, you might have missed that one, but I got another one for you. Get back up on that horse. Keep your eyes open. I got another link right around the corner. Let's position ourselves as individuals and as a church body. be pursuing those god experiences those links that he wants to add to each one of our lives because we're glorifying the son we're glorifying jesus christ we are seeking relationship with him do not try to add links to your chain outside of your relationship with jesus it's not going to work that's a false gospel that's a false religion that's set up for failure, that would be like sticking a plastic link in my chain, right? If I, if I do that and I, and I stick a plastic link and it's that link, guess what everything below that link is in danger of? In danger of falling off. Keep your chain solid through the relationship of with Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Don't let anything come above that. Don't let anybody including yourself, convince you to try to stick your faith in a box. It's not meant to be in a box. It's not meant to be under a basket. It's meant to be lived out. It's meant to be seen. It's a process. Amen? Everybody stand up with me. No idea how to bring this message to a close, and that's okay. I'm just going to open up the altars. If you want to come to the altar, if you want to rejoice, if you want to praise, if you want to say, God, I repent for putting you and my faith in a stinky little box on a stinky little shelf that I think is organized, Lord, tear those shelves down. Throw those boxes away. Whatever you need this morning, if you just need to hug somebody, if you just need to sing, truly sing. and You need to lift your hands in worship. Maybe you've never done that before. Maybe that's a God experience that he's wanting you to have. Maybe it's, it's going and praying with somebody. Maybe it's going and saying, hey, will you pray for me? Maybe it's going to encourage somebody. Maybe it's going to say, hey man, forgive me of this or help me in that or, or whatever it is. I believe that, that right now God is saying, hey, I have an experience. I got a link in your chain right now. Seek me first and everything else will follow I don't know what it is Holy Spirit will speak to each one of you individually what I am saying is don't let this time right now cause a missing link don't let this week coming up cause a missing link live a bold life for Jesus putting him number one not allowing anything to come in between that and in this year to come let's watch our chain. Just go, and go, and go, and grow, and grow, and grow, and multiply, and multiply, and multiply. Amen. Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you so much for how rich it truly is. Jesus, thank you for the relationship that you offer to each one of us. That relationship that begins a process, a walk a continual movement. Lord, help none of us to fall into this false idea of being content with our faith. Help us to never try to place our faith in a box and put it equal to everything else in our lives. Help us to to, to, to not be osmosis Christians, but those that actively seek you and your word. Lord, whatever you have for each one of us, let us welcome that and not run from it. The distractions that cause missing links in our lives, Lord God, be it fear or busyness or unbelief or agendas. Lord God, help us to step out of that and above that because, Lord God, your voice could be the loudest voice in our life, even louder than our own voice. So Holy Spirit, once again, Lord, Don't let anybody leave here the same way that they came in. Lord, if there's false links in our faith chain, Lord God, help us to address those and to get rid of those and to stand against bad theology and false teaching and fully submit ourselves to you, the Holy Spirit, and the Word of God. Jesus, we're excited. We celebrate you celebrate you and we rejoice that you love us so much that you lead us on this amazing day, process, this journey, this walk. Never do I want to walk alone without you, Jesus. May you always lead me and guide me. Help me to keep putting links in that chain. And Lord God, please just help me to avoid those missing links. We pray this in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And everyone said, Amen. This concludes today's message. We hope you can join us next Sunday for services beginning at 10 o'clock a.m. at Bridge Assembly located at 725 Granite Avenue in Helena, Montana. For more information about Bridge Assembly, go to BridgeHelena.com, and we hope you can join us next Sunday with Pastor Jason Metz.